Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Done your Toro breakdown. Uh, lowest you've ever been with finances, bad decisions, and what you <laughs> learned from it. Uh, I say it all the time. It's part of my testimony. 2013, I was completely down on my dick, and it was all my fault. Um, I, did, I didn't believe in saving. I was young, very brash, very arrogant, um, very conceited, didn't believe in saving money, didn't believe in, you know, planning for the future and stuff like that, but I still wanted the best of everything. At that time, I had a, a $1,450 a month apartment, which at that time was like, oh, shit, nigga. Like, you was at the, the top end of the rent. Um, had a brand new, like, a condo-style apartment or whatever. Um, I had uh, my Dodge Charger I was paying for. I had another car that I had paid cash for and stuff like that. And just over time, as, like, you know, the party industry, and this was all off of party money and stuff, and over time, as the party industry started to be less and less viable and people kind of aged out of going out and, you know, younger people like Ron and Camaro Rob and all of them had a chokehold on their audience or whatever, so they kind of curated where those people went and all of that. My, my whole operation kind of just, like, fell apart, and I went from making – like three to five thousand dollars a week to making like three to five hundred a week and it it didn't feel good and I fell on my face in short order like very very short order because every single week it's like all right if I got two to three parties a week every every new party I gotta buy a new outfit new kicks this this and this I'm paying my bills a little bit ahead but not as ahead as I should have been when I'm having this money I'm taking trips I'm traveling I'm tricking and just all of this shit and it's like in 2013 was a very humbling experience I went all the way down so I was like negative forty thousand in debt. Mm-hmm. And um, I just fell fell all on my face. The only thing that kept, prevented me from being homeless was my homegirl, Alicia, that I had an on-again, off-again rela- relationship with. Um, she really stepped up for me and was like, yo, like I believe in you. You're smart. You're talented. This is like what you're going through. This is not who you are. Like You could at least come stay with me or whatever, whatever while you figure shit out. And it took me about a year, but I got it all the way together. Um, you know, started have wrote, put together a bankroll again, was able to um, – get my club shit back going, went and got a job, worked at ADP for like fucking nine months. Through that, I was able to fucking have a steady, consistent income where I could live, I could operate, I could give her money for looking out for me and helping me and this, 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 and this. Eventually was able to fucking get a car again because uh, I had ended up giving my car to my ex and shit. That was bad. Like, I was literally out here with nothing. No car, nowhere to live, no savings, no money. Any little bit of money I did make ended up having to go to some back bill or whatever. Oh, they about to repo the car. I need some money. Here go 1500 So now I'm back down to zero again. I sold my sneaker collection. Like, it didn't get no more down bad than me. Me in 2013 was a wrap. I was fucked off. <laughs> I was finished. It's the better what you I couldn't, said. I couldn't, I couldn't get no hoes. Like, I'm trying to be serious. It really No, it was really bad. I couldn't get no hoes. Like, I would get them on the hook, but I couldn't fold through because I can't even take a chick on a date. Yeah. Like, I was, I fucked myself literally. Like, as bad as you could fuck yourself, I did it. Yeah. And I got it all back. Yeah. Times 10. Yeah. And that's what's important. Give yourself a clap for that. Yeah. Not, what's, what's more important is not that I, I fell off, but that I shook back. I think the lowest for me is not necessarily a financial thing. Because I've been, I've been fucked up. I think we all have. I think that's just yeah. part of being a human being. There'll be moments where you're just like, what the fuck is going yeah, what on? What happened? <laughs> I think for me, the lowest was 2013. I weighed about 
400. I was about 415, 420 at that moment. Yeah. And I was like, yo, I'm going to start working out. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to eat a little better. I'm going to meal prep. I'm going to, you know, do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. And I did it, and I started to see results. And if you even look, when we went and did all that shit with the cars, that was April of 2014, because I started this in the end of 13. Mm-hmm. And in April 2014, you could see I was like, I came down a little bit. I was cool. You know, I was I was wearing a different size and pants and, mm-hmm. you know, shirts was a little big on me. I was, had to get new shirts and shit like that. I had to get new work shirts and shit. 2015, I popped my Achilles. Remember, I was out of work. Mm-hmm. So with me being out of work, I was playing poker every night. Now, that was one thing I, when somebody asked me about the poker thing, one thing I will say is like, and my man Steve asked me, would I ever make another serious run at poker? I'm like, my biggest thing is, I don't know how to play poker dead serious and not be a degenerate. Right. Now I'm being serious. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's a degenerate. Like, you know why I respect Daniel Negreanu so much? Is because he's like a vegan. Like, you know he's one of the best poker players on the planet. Mm-hmm. But he's like a vegan and he's a soccer player and he's super in shape. Which doesn't normally coexist, co- coincide with the poker lifestyle. Because pokers by, poker players by nature are Degenerate. You a yeah. gambler, you smoking, you drinking, you eating terrible, you up mm-hmm. all night. You, you, know. bad, you keep bad hours. You got bad habits just by nature. And going through that process and then hitting that wall that I hit at the beginning of 2016 where, you know, I, I lost everything. I built up a bankroll of like 100K. Mm-hmm. Like I had 100K cash. Yeah, I, was, I would see you routinely. You had 17,000, 31,000. I, I was running wild. Yeah. And I hit that. I, I never forget it. I fucking felt it out of that fucking uh, the Philly Poker Open in the manner in which I did. And it just mentally something I, I lost it that night. Like it took me about eight months to grind up to where I had like 100K in cash. Mm-hmm. At any given time, I had the safe built in my truck. I'd have like 30 grand in there. Me and Ryan used to then Ryan used to just crack up. Like, yo, you really just ride around with all this because I'm playing poker at all these different yeah. places. Like, I was running. And I remember the most cash I ever had at one time, I had like a buck 14, like 114K in cash. And this is like, to me, where I come, like, what what push say? A half a bill and half a million. So 20 is like, like a, a billion, billion where I'm from. from. Like, I'm a millionaire as far as yeah. I'm concerned. And. I lost 17 grand that night and I didn't have enough wherewithal to just be like, yo, s- stop. Just yeah. be like, Don't. take a break. I lost 17 grand that night that I've got felted out of that tournament. I was on complete tilt and no one was around. Like there was just no one to stop me that night in the casino. I went fucking hog wild yeah. and losing 17 grand in a night is not normal. For me, and I, it was just, it was just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, what the fuck? And we ain't, like, the way everybody now is like, 17 grand ain't shit. No, this was 2015 when everybody was normal. Right. You know what <laughs> I'm saying? Before everybody got fried. Seriously. I was still working at SEPTA. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, and still actively, like, going to work and shit yeah. like that. And I, I just started fucking, it was like, I just couldn't catch a break. I just couldn't catch a break. And I watched that 114 go from, 114 to 98 to 90 to 84 to 72 to 63 to 50 to 44 to where I got to where I had like 30K and I'm just like, you start scrambling. You start doing dumb shit. I walked in the casino one day and put 5,000 on a blackjack table. Like, oh, I'm about to, shit. Yeah, I'm about to run this shit back up real quick. And I lost that shit in like fucking 20 minutes. 
Comps was through the roof. That's how I was diamond and getting all the rooms and shit. My <laughs> comps was through the roof. Comps was through the roof. And I lost all that shit. Like, it went down to zero. Yeah. And that set me on a track of, like, depression. And me and Lee got to a real nasty place because I, I didn't want to be touched. I didn't want to be bothered. I got real, real, like, depressed. I was smoking. I was smoking cigarettes. I was drinking and shit. Like, drinking, like, I, I never drink. Like, I was yeah. buying bottles of liquor and shit. And... Eating crazy and just going through like just the motions of it all. Lee was went to her mom for like it was it was just a weird time period. Yeah. And I had lost, mind you, man, I told you at the beginning of this, I was about 415 and I came down to about 370, 360. Mm-hmm. I was around that. Like I lost like 50, 60 pounds, was doing good. I gained all that weight back plus another hundred yeah. to the point where I looked at the, the John, I was five seventeen in my heaviest and looking back at it now, I just questioned like, what the fuck, man? Like yeah. I, it's it, like, I'll be honest with you. I see pictures of myself. I'm unrecognizable. Like my face don't even look, I, I look like I was like sick. I was just yeah. like, yo, what the fuck? And I got the 517 pounds and they put me on blood pressure medicine I went to the cardiologist. They told me I had cardiomyopathy because the bottom of my heart wasn't beating right. I had sleep apnea. Lee was like, you snore louder than you've ever snored in your fucking life. And it was just a very, like, when I actually sat with it and dealt with it, and I went to therapy. And I started talking about everything with my mom and just everything that I, I didn't even realize I was coping with a lot of shit that I just never really wanted to deal with. And... Like you say, I, I I lost all that shit and I climbed the fuck back out of it. And it's just like, you know, I'm I remember when I got to 360 weight wise and I thought I was like good. And it's crazy because I got on a scale the other day, I'm 282. Like I lost a whole nother hundred pounds yeah. in there. And I've actually gained weight back putting on muscle. Right. Like in my I was down to two seventy at one point. Haven't had a blood pressure pill in almost four years. Sleep apnea going. Lee's like, yeah, you don't snore at all. Like, you don't snore ever. Like, sleep apnea completely gone. Yeah. Cardiomyopathy completely gone. No blood pressure medicine. My joints don't be fucking bothering me. I can run all fuck. I can run up steps and shit. Like, that was the, like, 2016, that was a weird, weird. And yeah. even when I look back and when we, that was when we first started the podcast. When I look at those videos, I'm like, yo, what the fuck? When I look at them pictures, I'm just yeah. like, Jesus Christ, yo. And yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like hitting the bottom will really, really make you like respect the top. Yeah. You know, whatever the fuck you're going through. And life is all about transitionals and keeping it the fuck moving. One thing, shout out JR, you know what I'm saying? I hope you hear this dude where I'm fucking with this John now. Like, he was saying that shit. We was having a conversation this morning. He was like, yo, one thing I've realized about life, man, it's like, because we was talking about sports betting. He's like, you'll think you won a game, and that shit will go left. He's like, he had a, he, a nigga was telling me about, he's like, yeah, so I had money on the Senators. I'm like, who the fuck are the, the hockey team? He's like, yeah, man. You know, niggas, they betting on anything. He's like, yeah, no, nah, I had money on the Senators. They was up five goals to two with two minutes left. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm winning this shit. He's like, man, do you know the motherfuckers came back, tied that shit up, that shit went to overtime, and they lost in the shootout. I'm like, he's like, so I, like, I look at that shit the same way I look at life. Like, until that shit says It ain't zero, over till it's over. Until that shit says zero. It ain't over. You might be thinking like your shit is over and this shit is never going to turn the fuck around. But if you alive, you got a shot, nigga. And that's one thing I've just learned and just understand to where it's like it kind of puts you in the Vinny Chase attitude where it's like it'll work itself out. Exactly. 
Because I've seen motherfuckers be homeless and then be Grammy Award winning artists. Why the fuck you ain't die when you was homeless? It's because you were supposed to go through that to make that music. That's why. You were supposed to go through that to be able to create this. You were supposed to go through that to be able to do this. And that's the dope part about this podcast is like, it's some shit we was able to create through us going through to where we can come on here and have these conversations about our trials and tribulations and being able to express, yo, I I be hard pressed because I'm going to keep it a buck with you. And I'm a big nigga. I don't know many people who weigh more than 500 pounds. In fact, in my life, I've met three of them. Yeah. Three of them. Them niggas y'all be thinking big that be like the big nigga from the, like on the gram. That nigga might weigh 380 pounds. He might weigh 415. At his heaviest, at, at, at like, cause he's short or because he not that big. He got, he don't got much muscle. I'm telling you, I'm a big nigga who been shopping in Tories my whole motherfucking life. I've met three people that weighed more than 500 pounds. Because once you get to that point, you start to become an anomaly. You know how much of an anomaly you become? You get to 600, there's a television show about it. Like it's not normal. I've literally met three people I know who weigh 500 pounds. So I'm telling you, motherfuckers be like, yeah, man, I, I'm overweight. I weigh 320. It, you, you can get there. Yeah. I'm, trust me, because I was 5'17 and I got there. And I don't even know if I was heavier. And I remember seeing that on a scale, yeah, though. You and, know that's the, a verifiable number. And I remember seeing that shit like, like how exactly. And that's what, like, I try. Because, you know, 600-pound life is designed to be funny. In a weird way. Yeah. And, you know, people make jokes about it and all that shit. But I watch it with a different lens because I've been there. Yeah. I remember getting, like, where they get on the scale and they're, like, shocked when they see the number. I did the same shit. No, ain't no, this shit right. Ain't no way. But then you, like, no, I might be 5'17 because I can't get the fuck up the way I want to. I can't, if I lay down, I might need help getting up out this motherfucker. If I sit too long, I might need help getting up at this motherfucker. If I see a flight of steps, I'm not fucking with it. I keep it a buck with you, some shit I don't think I ever said. I remember going to my depot, and my depot is one of them depots where when you come in the front door, it's two big flights of steps. Oh, I swear to God, yo. I remember walking in and our elevator was down and I called out of work. Damn. Like real shit. Like I couldn't go up them fucking steps. I swear to God, yo, I was there. So it's like being able to turn your shit around is always, I ain't mean to like, you know, get. Yeah, like, no, you good, bro. But I remember that shit where I just was like, I'm going to fuck home. Yeah. Like, and, and. Man, like, that shit is scary to be like that. I'm telling you, like, and something in me just, like, clicked. Like, I remember when I had the surgery, it was like, they told me, like, yo, it's a 5% chance of success. And I'm like, what the fuck kind of odds is that? Like, right. I bet. I'm like, this is nuts. 5%? And I just was like, well, I'm being a fucking 5% then. Fuck right. it. I don't give a fuck. Because it's like, I don't want to go through this shit again. I don't want to be in this position again. And, man, like, that shit, it, like... It, it's it's almost like amazing to be at this point where we are like because it's like yo you really be feeling like man this shit just need to go ahead and end right seriously when you down you dead ass be feeling like man why don't they, why don't they just come on and get this shit over with and then when you start to turn around and you start to get it back like you said you start climbing out that hole and you just like oh shit this shit is like 
It's fun. Yeah. I remember them first couple days going in the gym, and I felt so out of place and so in the way. And that's why I, I try to talk to people. People hit me up all the time now about that shit. Like, you know, the anxiety, gym anxiety and all that shit. I, I remember going in the gym and just feeling like, yo, like everybody's looking at me and I'm not supposed to be in here. Yeah. Like, this is crazy. To the point where, like, I'm the nigga in the gym now. Right. Motherfuckers come in, they make it a point to come over and fist bump me and shit because I'm in there every fucking day. And it's like... It's all about will. And that's why I look at like this dump truck shit, this podcast shit, ride with sports betting, them niggas with fucking being lawyers, whatever the fuck it is you want. It's all about will. If you decide, man, fuck that. I'm turning this shit around. You can do it. Ain't no, there's literally nothing that can stand in front of you. It's all on you. And, you know, it's, it's, it's wild. Cause I think back on that shit where I'm just like, it's a lot of little shit that I just, like, remember. And I, I, at times, I don't think about it till I'm thinking about it right there. Yeah. Just because my life is so different right now. Like, literally, the other day, I was waiting for the elevator. And the shit came down and went past me. And I just was like, man, fuck it. And I just came through the joint. And Took the steps. Eight flights of fucking steps. Yeah. Like, just like, fuck it. I'm not waiting for this shit. And I got to the top, and I'm just like, Damn. Because I dead-ass remember chalking bread one day. Right. Like, man, fuck it. I can't, man. Fuck this shit. I'm going to fuck yeah, They home. playing games. I'm out of here. They playing head. games in this. Yo, fuck the elevator down for. That shit real. And, uh, uh, you know, I ain't mean to go so long-winded or whatever. Not but like, good, bro. With, with, with that weight shit, because I was in such, like, a dire place with it, I understand it where it's like... People might... I know for a fact people are afraid to talk about it and afraid to talk oh, about, for sure. like... Their trials and their, their the tribulations of being that heavy and carrying that much weight, but I and I I'll never do it just because I know it's it's kind of like embarrassing to people and shit. And they don't want to have them conversations or whatever. But trust me, I know. I one hundred percent know every single thing you feel, you go through, you on, you might be experiencing, you might have anxiety of this or like. It's crazy, but something I don't do no more that I used to do all the time was chair check when I walked in the rooms. You understand what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, when we went to the Revolt Summit, I came right up to David. He was like, yeah, you can sit right here in the front row. I'm like, okay. I came in and sat down. But old me would have done a check of the room. Like, all right, what are the strongest chairs? Because those look stronger than them. But these look stronger than them. So if I can get one of these, cool. But right. if I can't, I'll sit in one of those. But if those all get taken up, I might just stand because I don't know how them Jones. Like, I used to do shit like yeah. that. Like come into a room and dead ass have to like survey where am I going to sit if I need to get out. Like, you know what used to be scary as shit to me? Walking into a tight restaurant where you got to like navigate yeah, yeah, through yeah. tables. I, I used to like almost like, man, like, like I, I would like drive myself crazy. So yeah. it's like, yo, trust and believe me. All of that shit kind of went out the window now. And... I, the craziest part is I still kind of do it at times just because of like a... Like a reflex. Reflex almost. And I and when I catch myself doing it, I'll be like, I don't got to do that shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, and it's not because of... And that was what pissed me off so much when like people started making little weird comments about a weight loss surgery. And it'd be like, you don't understand. Like when you have a weight loss surgery, that means you are literally like, if this don't happen... 
I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it might be over after this. You know what I mean? And understand that that shit is a lot of hard work because I've seen a lot of people have them surgeries and go right back into what the fuck they was doing before. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, because it's a mindset thing. Yeah. And if you don't change the mindset and your day-to-day habits, then you're going to... You're gonna fall back into the same shit that you was already doing. It's like, all right, well, you just got a smaller stomach, but you still engaging in the wrong shit, and you're gonna undo the positive effect that it's supposed to have on you. Real shit, man. So yeah, no, nah, that 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 was a good ending. You know what I'm saying? Talking about our shit because it's 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 relative. Everybody's going through it. Yeah. Like you know what I'm saying? I think money and self image is always something that people are gonna feel some type of way about or have anxieties about or whatever, whatever. And um. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, I want to do an actual show, like, on the main feed where I, like, because people have been asking me about the shit, talking about the pros, the cons, the good, the bad, and the ugly to weight loss surgery. Yeah. Because it's something that's just prevalent in the in the society and culture. And I think we're going to do that pretty soon. Like, okay. we can do, like, a real deep dive into, because it's a lot that people just, they don't know. It's crazy because we were cleaning the other day. And I pulled out the uh, the booklet that you get when you first have it. And I'm, like, reading through the shit. And I'm just like, damn, yo, I, like, I'm so removed from it. But I'm just like, I can really remember what it was like that first week, the second week, the third week, you know, where you was getting back into the flow of this, what your body feels mm-hmm. like, what you feel like internally. You know, like a lot of people don't. It's, it's just a lot. It's a lot to go into it. Yeah. But I, I definitely want to give, like, a full breakdown to that. So we can do that on the main show one of these days. For sure. Yeah. Um, as usual, man, we love y'all. We appreciate y'all. Thank y'all for rocking with us yet again on another month of Patreon. Hope to see y'all all back here next month. Um, if you haven't already, make sure y'all grab y'all tickets um, for the live show before the weekend is over. The exclusive window closes 8 a.m. on Monday. Then they're going to go to the general population for them to be able to buy whatever tickets they want to buy out of what's left from the Patreon slate. Um, all of our su- supporters, our listeners in you know Chicago, in the Ohio's, in New York, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia, uh, wherever you at. Pull up on us, man. Let's make this a, a, a party, a celebration. Let's make this a big deal and a thing. We're giving y'all way more than a, enough advance notice. No last-minute shit. You know what I'm saying? No excuses, man. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. We thank y'all for rocking out with us each and every time. Um, y'all want to help? If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bottom up, up, up. At participating McDonald's.